What up, everybody? I recently started watching Dragon Ball Z, but just the Majin Buu arc, I forgot how good it was. I'm not that far into it. I'm barely where they're all at the tournament, so there's a lot more to be watched. But remember, follow me, punch them out, official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace. the punch of the mouth podcast i'm adrian episode number 96 let's get into it man ufc 286 in the books it was a good card it was a good card especially the last two fights they were very good um but the one complaint i had about this card is it didn't feel as big as it should have now i don't know if that's because the return of john jones was just two weeks ago and for whatever reason this was originally supposed to be a fight night, and they go, well, how are we going to have our champion on a fight night? This needs to be a pay-per-view. Because excluding the final two fights, it felt like a fight night card. I'm sorry that you guys probably don't want to hear that. The fighters don't want to hear that, but that's what it felt like to me. It didn't feel like a pay-per-view card. The John Jones fight felt like a pay-per-view card. Like, the, even the build-up to this fight, there was barely any. I mean, you had the press conferences and everything, but there was barely any. I believe that they should have. I believe it was a last-minute thing they tried to put together because they told them that they would give them a championship fight the last time they were there. Okay, so let's get into it. Kamar Usman versus Leon Edwards. A majority decision for Leon. Now, I rewatched the fight today. This is what I'm going to say about that. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, be like, this dude is insane. I gave Leon the first round. I gave Kamaru the second round. I gave Kamaru the third round. So originally, when I watched it live, I had a 2-2 going into the fifth because I had given the fourth round to Leon. But now, re-watching it, I gave rounds 2, 3, and 4 to Kamaru. And people are going to be upset, but that's how I had it. And then I gave the fifth one to Leon because when I tried to watch it live, I couldn't see the fifth round. So, that's how I had it. You're going to tell me I'm insane, which is fine. I can be insane. But this is what I had it as. So, I thought Kamaru won pretty decisively after watching it again. But it doesn't matter what I think. So, now the question becomes what happens next. Colby waiting as the backup fighter. And then Dana said at the press conference, Colby's next. Now, do you guys want to know why Colby's probably next instead of somebody else? What did I just say? This fight didn't feel like it was that much of a big deal outside of the main event and co-main. A lot of people believed that Usman was going to win because everybody I talked to thought Usman would win. And then Leon won. So, what I think is the reason they're doing this is because Colby's going to bring eyeballs to the next fight. Whether you love him or hate him, I don't care. He's going to bring eyeballs to this next fight. 
Now the problem is Leon has come out and said, if they tell me I'm fighting Colby, I'm not fighting. That's a problem because the UFC will do one of two things. They'll, they'll either tell him, okay, which they never do, or, and this is what I'm afraid that's going to happen. They're going to strip Leon of the belt. Then the question becomes, who would Colby fight? Because Colby is locked. Like, according to Dana, Colby is locked in for the next title fight. If you hear my chair, I apologize. Like, he's locked in, bro. Look what it says here. Welterweight champion Edwards retained his title by defeating Kamar Usman by majority decision. Saturday, UFC 286 headliner at the O2. In attendance was Covington, who weighed in as the, a backup and was guaranteed a title shot by Dana White. Everything I just said... It just reiterated to you. But Edwards doesn't see how Covington, who hasn't competed in a year, should be next. I don't know how that makes sense, Edwards said at the UFC 286 post-fight news conference. He hasn't fought in over a year and a half, sat out, not injured. I don't get it. How he just slided in for the world title shot when there's other guys in the division that have been active and fighting. Didn't sit out. I'm the king now. I burned my way. So I feel... I should decide who's next. You see, but he says, I feel like I should decide who's next. If he says that to the UFC, the UFC are going to go like, okay, you don't want to fight? Remember when Francis did that? They'll be like, okay, you don't want to fight? Okay. Let's look at the rankings. That's where I pulled them up. Is it on this other one? Colby and... Okay, let's just say. Colby, they go, you don't want to fight for this... Example, we're going to go, Colby, you're going to fight Bala Muhammad for the interim belt. And then the winner of that will fight Leon Edwards. Oh, Leon, you still don't want to fight? Okay. Yeah, we're stripping Leon of the belt and we're going to give it to Colby because he's the interim champion. So just instate Colby as champion. Or the winner of Bala Muhammad versus Colby Covington. I'm sorry. Sorry, Bala, if you hear this. You know, I love you. I didn't mean to sell you short. So, him saying the champion gets to decide, not when it comes, the UFC decides, not the champions, unfortunately. And I do understand where he's coming from because he's saying, well, Kobe hasn't fun in here. But the problem is, well, not the problem. The thing is, Kobe brings eyeballs, okay? He brings eyeballs to a sport, to the sport. And because you, you want one of two things, you either support him or... You have, like, utter disdain towards him and just want to see him lose, right? So that's why Colby's next. You guys don't have to like it, but that's why he's next. Because he's going to make that fight feel big. Because this uh, this last fight, it didn't feel big. It should have been big, but it did not feel big. I mean, look at the card. Outside of Edwards versus Usman and Gaethje versus Faziv. Were you excited? Like the other cards, the other fights were like um, fight night quality. It was a fight night quality card just with the championship. And you had to pay for it. That's why it was pay-per-view. Because if Leon and Kamaru weren't fighting, I bet you this would have been a fight night card. Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazib. I always want to call him Rafael, but his name is Rafael because he's not Brazilian. Can I tell you guys something? I didn't think the third round was 10-8 until I read the rules earlier today. And it says, if there's a lot of visible damage, give it 10-8. That's fine. We want to do it because of all the visible damage. Gaethje won that round 10-8. So that's why he won the fight. But I originally, I had the first two for Rafael. 
And I was giving him the third one because he rocked Gaethje. And I'm like, well, there should be 10-9 and he wins. That was before I read the rules. But if you want to give him 10-8 because of damage, cool. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. So now what, where, where does Gaethje go from here? Well, Dustin and Gaethje, have, they want to fight each other for the number one contender spot. And that's a good fight. Because right now, Justin is number three. Dustin is number two. The only thing you have to wait and see is Benil. But if you guys want to fight, you fight. Like, that shouldn't, that shouldn't change your plans to fight. But Benil Darius versus Charles Oliveira is going to have a lot of implications on who's going to fight for the lightweight belt next. And Islam has come out and said he wants to fight Leon in Abu Dhabi. Come on, bro. Come on. You defended it in a fight that not everybody thinks you lost, but a lot of people think it should have gone the other way and it went towards you and you want to fight the champion. Now, unless you're someone like Connor, because Connor, like, he brings next level eyeballs. Like, that's what the UFC cares about. They don't care about win streaks or nothing like that. They don't. They say they do, but they don't. What they care about are eyeballs. That's why they do that. And if you look at the history of people going up in weight and fighting for another belt, it's because they def well, excluding Connor, because Connor's run was really legendary at featherweight and then he starches Jose Aldo and then he goes on he was supposed to fight Rafael Dos Anjos but Dos Anjos got hurt and then he did that detour with Nathan that took about a few months because he lost the first fight he they did the rematch in August in the interim Eddie Alvarez beat Rafael Dos Anjos and then that's why he ended up fighting Eddie in November instead of Rafael so I believe Islam's gonna have to defend his belt a couple times and then he can move up because I don't think that they like the fact that Connor never defended his belt. Like they don't say anything about that, but I don't think the UFC likes that. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh. So yeah, like look up, look for Mike Champ. I mean, not Mike Champ, but I'm talking about Islam Mahashev. Look for Islam to defend his belt either. I believe if Benio Darius wins, he should get the next title shot. Or the winner of Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier. Depending on what... Because if they fight in July, because I believe Islam's out until October. I don't think he's fighting anymore because we're already in... Towards the end of March, yeah, he would he would already had to fight before Ramadan. Because when is Ramadan? Let's look it up. This is... Ramadan starts on March 22nd, so two days from now. And ends on April 20th. Well, well, it depends, right? Because April 20th, so he could fight again, like in July, and then fight again in October, but I don't know if he wants to do that. Because if he's out, because they already announced Abu Dhabi, the Abu Dhabi card will take place on October 21st. If he wants to wait until then, like... Yeah, you can have Justin and Poirier fight in July, and then they should be ready to go by October. But that's only if Benil doesn't win. If Benil wins, I don't want to hear anything. I want to hear Benil versus Islam Mahashev October 21st. Okay, that's all I want to hear. Because if I don't get that, I'm going to have a real, real fit, bro. All right? That's what I'm going to have. And look, you, you, you want me to prove to you that Colby is eyeball worthy? Look at all these news articles. That have come out in the last couple of days regarding Colby. Colby Covington, Leon Edwards is the biggest cheater I've ever seen. Um, 
Hamza Chimaev claims Kobe Covington ran away from him at UFC PI. Kobe Covington accuses Hamza Chimaev of lying on his religion. You see? You see? Like, this guy, this guy, he knows how to get people talking. So, we shall see, man. We shall see. But let's read this one about Hamza. Chimaev claims Kobe Covington ran away from him at UFC PI. Hamza Chimaev may be turning his attention to the middleweight division, but that won't stop him. Byron Becker at welterweight still at welterweight still dropping his name. Prior to UFC 286 on Saturday, Colby Covington spoke to reporters and addressed a potential matchup against Chimaev. After UFC president Dana White said for months that he was that was the fight, the promotion wanted a book. Obviously, the fight never came together, and now Covington has been declared the number one contender at 170 pounds. Well, Chimaev is targeted for a return to action in October at middleweight. So he's going to be on the Abu Dhabi card too, I imagine, because he's already saying October. And it's October 21st that card takes place. He's a joke, Covington said about Chimaev. The guy sucks at fighting. He's unprofessional and I don't want to ever hear his name again. Covington's area mostly stems from Chimaev's last appearance this past September when he was scheduled to face Nate Diaz but ultimately ended up fighting Kevin Holland instead after he failed to make the welterweight limit while hitting the scales at 178.5 pounds. In the aftermath of that incident, Chimaev is now expected to move to middleweight on a more permanent basis, but he says that not for a lack of effort on his part to get the fight against Covington after it was offered. Colby's lying. He doesn't want to fight. Chimaev said on his YouTube channel. I swear with everything I have, I swear with God, I accept the fight four times and all Muslims understand. I swear with the Koran. I get a call four times. Do you want to fight? I said yes. I had a conversation with Sean Shelby as well. I can show it that we're going to fight with this guy. It never happened. There is no more. You can't lie at press conference and make it a show. For me, I can't lie to people. I am who I am. They like it. They don't like it. I am who I am. That guy plays too much. So I don't know, man. He's saying that they were going to fight and be never accepted. I don't know. According to Chimaev, he actually had the briefest of encounters with Covington when both Fighters were working at the UFC Performance Institute in Las Vegas. While there was no major confrontation, Chimaev claims that he locked uh, they locked eyes for a moment, but then Covington allegedly turned around and left before anything could be said. When I see him in the UFC Performance Institute, when I see him, he sees me, he turns around, Chimaev said. He ran somewhere. I didn't see him anymore. If he wants to fight, just come up to me. If he wants to fight... Just come up like me. Try to come up. Everyone's talking about that. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to fight him. I fight with everybody. But yeah, man, I believe Hamza in the sense that he accepted the fight. But if you're in Colby's position, why would you fight a killer like Hamza if you just got guaranteed a title shot? I'll wait for you guys to answer that. Now people are sitting here asking me, hey, but Adrian, why did he get it? Because you want me to tell you why? Because somebody said no. They called people to come in and weigh in, and somebody said no. Colby said yes, so that's why they gave it to him. Now, according to Ariel, they're going to do Shafkar Ragmarov versus Bulan Muhammad at some point in July. That's a good fight. They're trying to keep the division moving. 
So we shall see what happens, man. We shall see what happens. But let's move on. That's UFC 286. So let's go down the whole card. And hey, I went 3-2 and two this weekend. I was talking to my buddy. I'm like, hey, bro, I didn't do too bad. I went 3-2. and two. He's like, yeah, that's pretty bad. But let's see, because he says it's like 60%. E, he's right, it is 60%. I thought I didn't do bad, but because... So my picks were Marvin Vittori, he won by decision. Jennifer Maya, she won. I picked Gunnar Nelson, and then I picked Rafael Fazib, he lost. And then I picked Kamar Usman, and he lost. And hold on, before I move on from this card, so I went 3-2, and two, so... Overall, let's see, three, eight, uh, one. I don't, I don't know. It's getting too hard for me to do it in my head. I got, I got to look at it. I'll get back to you guys on that and put it up how I'm doing so far with the bets. And we will do the bets today because this will be the only show this week because I'm going to go get wisdom teeth surgery. So this is the only show for the week. And I'm getting this stuff to continue doing Punch in the Mouth TV. Just give me a little while, and I know I'm lacking on the sub stack, but I will get on that as soon as I heal up from this surgery. So this will be the only thing I do for a couple days, but we will do the picks today. So I, I went three out of five today, I mean this weekend. I was feeling good, but like I said, my buddy's like, yeah, that's not good, buddy. So we'll try to do better next time. I just thought Fazib would be able to be Gaethje, and I thought Kamar Usman was going to run, not run through, but have it have a similar performance to what he had in the first fight, but that wasn't the case. Now, a lot of people are upset at Kamaru's performance. Kamaru was hurt. You can see it. He was hurt. Like, even in the fourth round, remember he took him down, and, like, something weird happened that... He, like, backed up, but then was able to stay on Leon. That was weird, wasn't it? That was weird to me. That was very weird. So, I believe Kamar Usman fought her. What else? Congrats to Justin. I am just want to make sure we get everything before we move on. Gunnar Nelson returns in a big way, and he arm bars Brian Barberina. Congratulations to Gunnar Nelson. Jennifer Maya wins. And then that, and that was weird, right? Because Jennifer Maya accused Casey O'Neill. About greasing. Let's see. Let's see if I can find something about. Jennifer Maya left UFC 286 with her hand raised, but there's still something that's not sitting right with her. The former UFC women's flyweight title challenger claimed her opponent Casey O'Neill was greased up entering their main card at the O2 in London on Saturday. And GM Maya won a unanimous decision using her striking. But she thinks the fight would have looked much different if not for what she alleged was greasing by O'Neal. I'm happy with my performance, but I have so much more to show, Maya told reporters in the UFC 286 post-fight news conference. I really want to show you guys my ground game, but Casey was very greased, very oily, very slippy, and that's what really threw me off. When asked to clarify her comments, Maya said she thinks it was more than sweat that made O'Neal hard to grapple. I don't know, man. That's a big accusation, but remember we did see this with BJ Penn and GSP. I don't know, man, because they get checked by the commission, and the commission, well, what what I saw with the Kamaru fight, they kept wiping Kamaru off with the towel. So I don't know if somebody got into the ear because of this and be like, hey, make sure they're they're clean and like there's not stuff making them slippery. 
And it goes on to say, listen, I don't want to take shots like this. It can be skin moisture, but definitely I know it was not just sweat. So I don't know, man, because they were like, maybe there might be some truth. I don't know. That would suck if that is the case, because why you got to do something like that? Why you got to do something like that? Okay, let's move on to this weekend. ESPN, Vera versus Sanhagen. In the main event, you got Marlon Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. The co-main event, you got... Holly Holm versus Yana Kuniznaya. You have Andrea Lee versus Macy Barber. You have Chidi Nijukani versus Albert Durayev. You have Alex Perez versus Manel Cape. You have Daniel Pineda versus Tucker Lutz. Steven Peterson versus Lucas Alexander. Trevin Giles versus Preston Parsons. But yeah, man, that's pretty good. But the fight I'm really looking forward to is Andrew Lee versus Macy Barber. I'm really looking forward to that fight. And, of course, the return of Holly Holm and Marlon Vera. Okay, one, two. We're only going to do the main card again. So I'm going to go Macy Barber, Holly Holm, Marlon Vera. And then what did I pick here? Okay, for this one, now nah, we'll just do the three because I'm telling you. So we're only doing three. We'll do Macy Barber, Holly Holm, and I'll go with Marlon Vera. Like this Corey Sanhagen versus Marlon Vera fight is really interesting, right? Because I can see it going like when he fought um Rob Font. Because I honestly thought Rob Font was doing better in the fight overall, but Marlon was landing the harder shots and Marlon every time he fights he looks like a better fighter so it makes me wonder what Marlon we're getting for this fight should be good man I believe Marlon's gonna use his kicks a lot he uses a lot of elbows Corey uses a lot of pace should be a good fight I can't wait for this fight and I would like to see Corey use some takedowns because he's a really good wrestler man He's a really good wrestler. Holly Holm. I just want to see her win. I mean, not win, but do well. And then Macy Barber. Macy Barber was one of the athletes. Like, she was pitched as a feature star like they're doing with Aaron Blanchfield. But then she tore her ACL and stuff like that. So, that sucks for her, man. So, she's been trying to get back on track with that. Now, in closing, I want to, if you listen to my last episode, we mainly talked about Conor McGregor's interview with Ariel Hawani. I want to talk about that a little bit more. More so, like, his demeanor in sense that, like, that Conor, I believe he, he can take on the world and win, okay? But his demeanor, right? Like, he wasn't being mean or anything. Like, his demeanor, that Conor is the man. Full submersion. Remember I told you? He said full submersion is what is needed. Like that Connor, that guy, he can beat anybody. Okay? I don't know if he is that guy, but his body, his words, his body language, everything he's saying makes me believe he's that guy again. I don't know if he is. I want to believe he is, but I don't know. Um, On the other hand... I see him drinking with Bobby Fox from Barstool Sports, my mom's basement. Like, what what are we doing here? Are we full submersion or are we... I'm going to tell them what, what I know they want to hear. 
And they're going to buy the fight and I'm going to stay rich. You know? Like, what are we doing here? Can you guys tell me? I wanted to be the first one. I really do because Connor's good for MMA. He says that he's going to stay in the UFC up until he retires or stops fighting professionally. That he doesn't see himself going anywhere else. But we shall see, man. We shall see. But that's all I got for you guys. Punch the mouth official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. Um, yeah, just stay on the lookout for the sub stack. I know I'm lacking on that, but I will get it up and running soon. Peace. Bye.